Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very proud to be part of the Pinskin Podcast Network with our partners, DraftKings. And uh, tonight we come to you and the offseason is, is definitely well underway for the Steelers. And um, uh, a lot of stuff to cover tonight from general manager, defensive coordinator, offensive line coach, you name it. Um, but, uh, guys will start and, and, uh, Ian is supposed to join us eventually. One of his 88 kids is still awake. Um, so he'll, he'll be along soon. Um, but, uh, TJ Watt wins the, uh, defensive player of the year award tonight at the NFL honors. Um, I, I think it was a foregone conclusion. However, it was really a foregone conclusion when, uh, JJ Watt, strolled out to uh to give the award and it kind of seemed like uh destiny at that point um uh there so uh ben uh just your thoughts on the uh season of uh of tj watt there winning the award oh great season i i still think that him not being given that sack in in the final game versus the rats it's kind of BS, but it is what it is. I mean, they're, they're not going to give it to him. No, it's the whole not, no. aborted play thing. I think you hit the nail on the head the day it happened. You said, you mean like when a guy falls down in the fetal position to give his friend a sack so he can break a record, which is what Barb did. So I, I don't see why they couldn't give him that sack, but they didn't. Um, yeah, that sucks. That, that's the only part of it. I mean, right. I, and I, you know. He talked about it when he was at the Pro Bowl. His brother has three of these. Yeah. Um, his brother's still going to harass him. Hell yes. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what, what were your thoughts about uh, TJ? It was a foregone conclusion probably, but still good to see him uh, collect that award. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I expected him to get it. I think he, yeah. he deserves it as well. Um but there was a part of me that thought that because the defense overall wasn't that great this year, uh, that they maybe would take that into account. Um, but, um, no, he's, he's one of the best in the game. And, you know, anytime your name is mentioned with, with Aaron Donald, um, and then obviously Micah Parsons. Wow. Like that kid's real good. I mean, unanimous defensive rookie of the year, um, TJ wasn't uh, unanimous, but I expected some other guys, some other guys to get votes. Of course. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, well, des- well deserved. And, you know, I don't, I, I just, it's great for to have an individual award. And he, he, he already said that earlier, you know, I know that he would trade that immediately for a Super Bowl, And, right. um, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate that, that the highlight of the season probably is, <laughs> is him winning this um and then maybe those last two games getting into the playoffs but good for him um and good chance he gets a couple more at least one or maybe more he he keeps yeah he keeps up what he's been doing it's it's gonna be in the cards for sure and uh you know he he actually got a really I, i don't know if you can get much more of an endorsement uh mel blunt the Steelers Hall of Famer from, of course, the 70s uh, dynasty teams basically called him uh, a guy for any generation. And when when a, a guy like that compliments you, uh, man, that's almost as good as getting the Defensive Player of the Year award, quite frankly. 
You know, speaking um, speaking you know. to the voting specifically, I was kind of surprised that that Watt got forty two out of fifty votes. I I did not expect it to be that much of a landslide. I I thought he'd win, but there was a strong push to get Parsons votes and Aaron yes, Donald. Aaron Donald. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Aaron Donald's amazing. I I think once he got the the tied the record. I, I think a lot of people said, "Okay, I, I have to vote for this guy." I, that's just—I'm just guessing, you know. But uh, Ryan, yeah, he, he in only you know, and in only 15 games. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it. I it. I, I'm gonna say it, and in, in no way is this, and in no way is this me critiquing him. Mm-hmm. It's just stating facts. He has like, it's like 51 or 50 or 51 sacks at home. And on the road, it's like I think thirty-five and big difference. And, it's harder. Yeah, yeah. It and is. it is. It's harder, and it's crazy because I I think there was, I think he had only had one sack in his last. I think he had one sack in the the in four or five final road games, and he still had to. Like it's crazy yeah. to me. Like he yeah. like, and sometimes he was hurt. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um. Other yeah. time, I mean, yeah, it is harder playing on the road. He, did, There's no he didn't doubt. stay healthy this year, and and you yeah. got to deal with the with the noise factor in in away stadiums that isn't necessarily cooperating yeah. with you. There's less noise in away stadiums. Yeah, right. Where <clears throat> it's it's more difficult when they're playing in Heinz for opposing offensive linemen for the yeah. guy across mm-hmm. from from uh, him to hear the snap count, and so it gives him a little bit of an advantage, you know, and and he uses it. God bless him for yeah, it. Absolutely. And we're, and we're talking literally split second differences. Oh, yeah. Here, but it yeah, makes a huge difference. Two tenths of a second rusher. at yeah. best. It's a huge difference as at a pass best. rusher. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Ian into the program there. Ian, Ian got a haircut. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you are watching the broadcast, <laughs> I got all of them Ian, <laughs> Ian has gotten all of his hairs cut. Uh, he looks Still like dead, too. Yes, yes, I uh, I did. I, I in fact I washed my hair tonight. Yeah, uh, <laughs> something like that. Thousand. Uh, TJ Watt won the uh, Defensive Player of the Year award tonight. Just just your very general thoughts. On it's that. about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about all I have to say on that. Yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah. it had been coming for the last two years and, for sure. You know, for sure. Uh, yeah. Honestly, two years ago, he probably should have won it and didn't win it because we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. This year, that was one of my big concerns. If we didn't make the playoffs, was right. would Ryan would they discount too. TJ's accomplishment? You know, because we didn't make like like the year that um, uh, Calvin Johnson broke the single season receiving yards record. The Lions were what like four and twelve or three and thirteen. Yeah, they weren't real good. Yeah, so it was kind of like, you know, how much did it actually matter? But we made the playoffs, which I think got us enough or got him enough to get over it the It does hump. help. It yeah. does help, absolutely. Yeah. No, yes. I, I, I agree. Um, and, and it also helps, too, you know, looking back at the season, that there were games where, like, the Seattle game, he made the game-winning play. Like, yep. making those game-winning plays is significant. The year Troy won Defensive Player of the Year, I remember that was like my second or third year of blogging on Blogspot, and I started writing an article on could James Harrison win it again, 
And by the end of the article, I had talked myself into Troy winning it because Troy's plays were just so much more impactful. Like Harrison yeah. had better numbers in 2010 than he did in 2008 when he won it. But Troy made so many more impactful plays that won games for us that yeah. year. I was like, yeah, Troy should win this. Yeah. No, and that's uh, that's ultimately what it's what, – what do they say in these types of situations that you – you need that moment, you know. You need that 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 big play, something like that. And and he authored a few of those, you know. And and as as we were talking about too, he did that hurt a couple of times too. I, I yeah. I still yeah. think there's several games he played far less than a hundred percent. And he did it. He um, did know. it in prime time at the end yeah. of the year. That the Monday night game with four sacks against Cleveland. I mean. Aaron Donald winning it last year, a lot of that was he ended the year so strong yes. in those last couple games that I think that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like with the MVP, they, they always, they might say it's a full season thing, but the last couple games always get weighted higher. And especially when oh, for sure. yeah. it's a primetime game when everyone can watch it. You know? Yeah. No, you're so the question is, though, right. has it been awarded yet? The, the, the NFL MVP or no? Yeah, the MVP. P is, is tonight, but I don't think it's been awarded yet. They've they've done uh, uh, defensive uh, rookie, offensive rookie, which was Chase to the Bengals. Uh, defense was Parsons for Cowboys. Of course, um, deserving. And and they just announced uh, part of the Hall of Fame class too, but I, I did not see all of it. And I'm trying to multitask, which I cannot do as an old person. Um, <laughs> But also, hey, uh, by the way, what are we drinking tonight, uh, Ben? What are you? What are you uh, enjoying? Uh, Uncle Nearest, of course. Yes, which is delicious. What What does that go for, uh, right there? You know, I think here, mm-hmm. but it's hard mm-hmm. to say because the taxes in PA yep. are so yep. fucking ridiculous for oh, liquor. Wow. Same here. Here it's about sixty-five. Okay, you got a lot of problems, man. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And uh. And you know, beer. Hazy. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Ian. Which one did you end up choosing tonight? I I cracked open my new bottle of Bradshaw bourbon. Good for you. So Very nice. Terry, Terry Bradshaw makes a damn good bourbon. Everyone. So I I I watched his going deep uh, on HBO uh, uh, this past week and. He was talking a little bit about the bourbon, and he 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 made fun of himself. He said, "You know, the alcohol content, fifty one point nine percent." He said that was my career passing completion percentage. <laughs> it's a different. It was a different era, oh, man. That's the thing that people. The thing that people yes. don't understand is that guys that made the Hall of Fame and played in the seventies yes. had career passer ratings in the seventies. Yes, I mean you because you you, you could the mug, or you went deep. You could mug receivers all the way down the field. Yep, if you were within three too. steps, if you were within three steps of the quarterback when he threw the ball. You could do whatever you wanted to him. Yeah, Just hit him anyway. Very different. Not a game problem. Back then. Very different. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely right. I you know, I mean, I pass interference. Ah, come on. The uh, Mel Blunt role, you mean? The Mel yeah. Blunt. Exactly. Um, oh, so let's, the only guy that did it, he was just really good at it. He was just really good <laughs> at it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, our guys, uh, Dan at, uh, DC4L custom Um, they have a Lester Hayes stick of t-shirt. Fuck that they, guy. They do a lot of Raiders tees and, uh, uh, well, Ben, you, you and I are clearly old enough to remember the days of the stick. Oh yeah. And, uh, I mean, literally he'd just go over to the sidelines and 
just coat his his hands and his arms, his stiff. forearms and his hands. Oh. and it was like if he touched the ball once, you couldn't use it anymore. No, no, it was. That was why they true. finally made that crap illegal. Yeah, they had to. They had to. Uh, of course, the gloves nowadays. I mean, they might as well be the same. The gloves are great, but they're not. They are, you know, they yeah. don't damage the ball any. No. <laughs> no. Um, hey, uh, so let's turn the so attention. Ryan, back to the- is Ryan drinking water? Well, yeah. I know. No, it's just I got a tall boy tonight. Um, it's a uh, vodka and tonic is all. Oh, right. oh okay. All right. all right. All right. I just last week I had to run upstairs and get extra. I, you know, listen, I'm 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 prepared tonight. Well, all right, yeah, you get a few weeks to you know have some experimentation. Here. I'm trying. What is Ian doing? Ian, Ian's got all kinds of Maggie issues tonight. is a bit restless. Mass Ma- chaos. Maggie's, I think Maggie's kicking the shit out of him. He just he doesn't know what to do there. Um, That's, good. That's good. So the the Steelers have yet to name a general manager replacement for Kevin Colbert, and, and again, just to reiterate, Colbert will stay on with the team through the draft. Um, and at that point, he will uh, remain with the Steelers, and I think we're going to use the term advisor um, after that. But, um, you know, they, they've interviewed both Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt um, in terms of internal. They've interviewed three other guys, um, and then uh, Lewis Riddick, the ESPN guy and former uh, personnel guy with the, the Redskins uh, and Eagles. Yes, it was Redskins when he was there, so I can say that. Uh, and, uh, you know, Samir Suleiman came up, uh, this week, a guy that was in Pittsburgh and is now the new GM in, in Carolina. So he's not the GM in Carolina. Oh, I thought he was. No. What did he get elevated to? Basically? He's like, uh, he's so, like Omar Khan's position where he's like uh vice president yeah. of, of administrative okay. football, football yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know. Like like the assistant to the traveling secretary, like George Costanza. Oh no, no, I mean like he, that. you know, yeah, he, he a takes a little better than that. Yeah, he takes care okay. of the contracts and all the administrative side yeah. of the football. Um, well, Ryan, oh, yeah. what as you sit there and look at this thing right now, Ryan, what where do you think this is headed? Is this going to stay internal? Uh, is one guy going to get it? What I mean, just your best guess right now. Yeah, I you know I I do th- I, I am I guess I'm surprised that they they haven't brought anybody in yet. Um, you know, we, we have combine coming up, pro days coming up, free agency coming up. Um, and even though Kevin is, you know, maybe taking a, a step back, I, I think you would want to have as much time with Kevin as you could. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see the Steelers way changing that much. Cause you know, obviously yeah. Tomlin's still there. Art two is still there. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that most of their scouts are going to stay as well. So, but I say that, and I, I do think that they will promote both Omar and B Hunt. Um, maybe B Hunt doesn't get the GM title, but mm-hmm. they'll both be actively involved. And you know, I, I due diligence is probably like my 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 word I use most on here. But you know, I, I think it's I think it's good. You know, I you know, Lewis Riddick. Yeah. Lewis, I, I actually really enjoy. Um, I actually enjoy the Monday Night Football crew. Uh, you know, Greasy um, and Riddick. And Steve Levy, I think they're good. Um, and I like listening to Riddick. He's a pit guy as well. Um, He's always well prepared, in my book. Yeah, absolutely. Show. And so and was John know. Gruden, though. <laughs> I mean, so tell you what, man. Well, I'm not saying he's well prepared, which means you should sign him as a GM. I just mean as a as a, as a Monday Night Analyst, I think he does a good yeah. job. I'm not saying that he would be bad at the job. 
what I am saying is he hasn't had a job in the NFL for nine years. Yeah, it's been a long and, time. Yes. And the track record of these guys that go from TV to coaching slash GM, Dick Vermeil notwithstanding, is not a great one. No. no. So I'm not sold just because he's likable and he's smart. I'm not sold on the guy. Oh, no. I, I, I'm with you. I, I – Plus the fact that he's got to share time with uh, another guy that, you know, used to be in a GM office named Mike Tannenbaum, who uh, is you know, a he, was, bag. he wasn't even a former player. At least Riddick was a former player. I mean, Tannenbaum, I, I think, was like the stand in for like the Pillsbury Doughboy. The thing the thing with Tannenbaum is he's, he's wrong. Tannenbaum is wrong so, oh so, so, so often. Yeah. It's no, like, I, why would they yeah. let you speak? I know. I know. Ian, where do you think this thing's headed? I mean, John Clayton somehow still gets speaking gigs, and he's wrong all the time too. But (laughs) do they pay anything, or is he just like on the on the radio in Pittsburgh as a favor as a favor to him to keep him relevant? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. Um, Yeah. Clayton was really good back when he was with ESPN and was connected and had sources, and now he's just talking off the top of his head or out the other orifice, the other end of his body. Guessing worse than we do. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but at any rate, on the on the GM, we front, call it guessing, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's the difference. True. You know, I think I think as Ryan said, there is some value to having a GM or at least your your heir apparent, if you will. Um, you know, kind of in the building, part of the draft process. Even if they're not the ones making the decision, they're the ones that are going to inherit this team and inherit this draft class and have to deal with them you know, moving forward. Um, I think there's a lot of really smart numbers people out there right now, and this is not to denigrate Omar Khan at all, but there's a lot of smart numbers people out there. What there aren't a lot of, generally speaking, is people that are good at dealing with other people. Um, And that's one of the key roles of a GM is negotiating contracts. And anyone can look at numbers on a spreadsheet and figure out, oh, we can do this with the cap or we could do that. But you actually have to sit down with a person and their agent and talk to them and convince them why they should do something. And, And having those people skills, plus just being able to evaluate talent and, you know, when push comes to shove and you're on the clock on the draft and, you know, you're listening to scouts from over here and scouts from over here and your head coach and everyone else talking at you, we should draft this guy or that guy. Somebody has to be able to make that decision, right? So you need yeah, a decision a maker point. and a good people person. Um, and I think Kevin Colbert is really good at both of those things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've done a really good job with the numbers, you know, thanks to the guys we've had in the building. Um, but I think, you know, having somebody that can kind of lead that organizational structure um, is is really good, and I'm glad they're doing their due diligence. And I'm going to preface this next comment by saying I'm going to say something really unpopular, but it's similar to what I said about Kenny Pickett, that one of the big issues in this town, both with the media and with fans, is that they think that anyone who went to Pitt shits gold, that anything they do... <laughs> is they can do no wrong, right? So if we hire Lewis Riddick, because he's a pit guy, he's going to get the benefit of the doubt across the board. Even if he's making bad decisions, it's it's never going to be his fault. Like if we draft Kenny Pickett, if he sucked, anything he did would never, it would be the offensive line, be the offensive coordinator. 
you know, that you're going to get into this mindset of, well, we got to keep him around and keep giving him chances, even if it's a sunk cost and objectively you should move on, you know? So, mm-hmm. and, and that's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's unfortunate that we can't be objective about anyone who went to pit or was involved in pit at some point, but that's just kind of how this town is. Ian, it's, it's a valid point. I, I've seen it for years. We've all seen that type of bias, if you will. I, 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 Colbert's you know. a, a, a Pittsburgh guy. He didn't go to University of Pittsburgh. No, and play no. there, but you know he's a pit, he's a Pittsburgh guy. That's part of the reason that you know that they were attracted to him. Let's be honest. I mean, the Rooneys knew he had Pittsburgh roots. Yeah, they also had... knew he was a good football man, and yeah. and you know they brought him in, liked him, hired him. It didn't hurt that he went to North Catholic, where all the Rooneys went too. Right. Go Trojans. Yeah, sure. um, uh, just uh, Cooper Cup named your offensive MVP for those uh, listening. And, and uh, really? Not, not, yeah, offensive MVP, which I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be your MVP. Crown, so. so, yeah. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers is going to be. I'm interested in this because he's pissed off so many members of the press this year. True. That it's I true. really wonder if there's not going to be some bias in the voting. I think he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really well, do. Well, and, and plus the what's the other option? Tom Brady, who's now who's retiring, super likable, super likable for most of the media. So he's gotten more likable. Yeah, yeah. It's well put, Ryan. Well, yeah. he's he's really good at Twitter. He is which really is good. Part I of the problem. How good he is at Twitter. Yeah, I hate how good he is at Twitter too. Yeah. Uh, just a reminder: you are listening to the SCV Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing of ah. South Florida. Deck serves Broward in the southern Palm Beach counties, whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, multifamily, or condos. Contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. Defensive coordinator. It is not somebody from the outside that uh, so many people wanted. Uh, Terrell Austin is, is your new Steelers defensive coordinator. He's been with the Steelers the last three seasons, I believe. Um, and, you know, there's a lot to dive into here from the play calling to, you know, what he's been doing and what we, in terms of what his role and stuff is. Um, you know, Ryan, go ahead. I, I, I mean, what – what do we expect from Terrell Lawson? Is this just going to be kind of rinse repeat type thing with this defense, or do we expect to see anything different? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, and I understand that head coaches call plays. I get it. I get sure, it. I get it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but the, if you have the talent, it doesn't necessarily matter who calls the plays. So that's right. Austin, uh, sorry, Ian, he is a pit guy, um, <laughs> but he had, you know, he has AFC North experience with the Bengals and Ravens. He somehow made the Lions into a top five. I think there was two actually, but the top five defense. Yep. Um, Talented he's been, players. He's been, yeah, he's been here since. 2019 that was you know and that wasn't outside hire at the time and and you know credit to whoever made that hire because you know the wheels have been in motion um you know i i think that you know for as many people as for as many people think that oh if you know if we just plug in a quarterback whether that's kenny pickett or aaron Rodgers or whatever pipe dream it is that this, that this team is going to be 
super competitive right off the bat. I don't think that's that's accurate. I, this team needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, on defense, I would say they're not as 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 bad as, as in other areas, but I, but I do think that they need to get some depth. They need to get some talent, and then with the full off season, um, I, I again, but I, I'll say this. I don't expect the Steelers way to change that much. Mike Tallman's been here since 2007. If he is the man that has been deed calling the plays and designing the plays and whatever him and him and Austin will work together on that. So I don't, and I mean, Tallman says that every week at his press conference, you know, we're not going to see any dramatic changes. So I think it's all about getting talented players, making sure they know their assignments and just putting people in the right position to succeed. And for, you know, for as many greats that they had in, you know, 05 and 08, Ryan Clark, you know, guys like that will just tell you that they put us in the positions we understood where we were supposed to go. And, and that, that, I mean, when everybody knows where, where everybody's supposed to be and, it, and mm-hmm. you can execute it, mm-hmm. you, you win games. Ben, how, how much does it really matter that it's Mike Tomlin calling the D versus whether it's Dick LeBeau, Keith Butler, or, or Terrell Austin? I mean, what, what's, what's the real, what do people get so pissed off about all this for? People get, in my opinion, people get pissed off because they expect this defense to be really good and they're Mm -hmm. just not, they're not that talented. Yeah. Especially at linebacker and along the defensive line this year. And yeah, I know Cam Hayward plays defensive line, but he's one guy. Yeah. He's one guy. He is. And you know, when you bring in, uh, uh, Henry Mondu, and you say, Hey, go play to it. You know, when you bring in, uh, uh, who the f- uh, Isaiah oh. Bugs, Isaiah yeah. Bugs, and you're like, Hey, man, go in there and play, play tight, Sonalawalu, be him. He's just not going to get the same result. You're just not. And they couldn't stop the run to save their goddamn lives this year. Yeah. The linebackers didn't flow to the ball. The the line men didn't hold up any anybody coming out to block the linebackers, which made things even worse. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. They they were the worst run defense in the league. Now, as far as Austin specifically goes, I think he's probably going to bring some new wrinkles to this defense, but it's not going to be completely different. I don't see a lot of changes. Um, the thing that's funny to me is. When Austin was hired, when he was brought in in 2019, people were really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Because as far as they were concerned, that meant change. That signified yeah. change. Right. And there were some things that changed in the defensive backfield. But they were they were subtle. And then they brought in Minka. And, well, I mean, we all know what happened then. I mean, Minka's mm-hmm. a really mm-hmm. smart player. And that made things really easy. And you know, Although Minka credited Terrell Austin with being really good and helping him develop and learn too, so. he did. He did. he did. Yeah. But but Minka, I mean, immediately week one, there was a dramatic improvement, a dramatic uptick in the in the performance of the defensive backfield, and a lot of that is just because you've got a guy back there who's sharp, who can diagnose the play, and is calling it out and telling guys where to be. You know, unlike, sorry, Mike Mitchell, who, you know, when he was back there at free. There was there was constant miscommunication. Yep. There was constant yep. finger yep. pointing back and forth, and it was just like I thought you had him. No, you had him. No, you. When it was it was every week in the press conferences they were talking about. Oh, you know, we had the right play called. We just didn't communicate the right way. And right, it's were, true. Yeah, it was every yep. week they talked yep. about that, and you know it. And it was funny. I, Ben's point spot on about players, right? 
Like when we had Troy Polamalu, <laughs> Dick LeBeau was a genius. After Polamalu retired yeah. and we had Mike Mitchell, everyone was like, what happened to Dick LeBeau? Why isn't he as good anymore? And Are you like, saying what? talent matters? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Great, great players make coaches. Okay? Yeah. Tom Brady yeah. made Bill Belichick. He did. Also, if you, you know, record the other team's practice. Oh, that helps. That's, that's helpful. <laughs> that's helpful. Record their walkthrough. Yeah, that, yeah, that's helpful, too, for sure. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, Ian, when when Austin came in, the one thing that he did was he attacked those issues that Ben was just talking about—the communication problems in the secondary. You know, so I mean, we've seen that cleaned up a lot. Do you have hope that the rest of the defense gets cleaned up a little bit too in terms of communication? Um, maybe. I think you know Austin's philosophy for a lot of what I've seen is a lot of kind of press man coverage. And we saw some more of that, um, you know, when we had the guys to do it, when Joe Hayden was healthy, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mike Hilton transformed from a practice squad guy to being one of the best blitzing, you know, slot corners in the league and then yeah. cashed in and now is, you know, the Super Bowl. yeah, playing in the Super Bowl, you know, congrats to him. Um, but, you know, he, he's, he's definitely won't, well, all the years we played Cincinnati when um, when he was there, you know, it was a lot of cover two press man type stuff. And it was just, it was difficult to get the ball down the field. And, um, you know, now that he is the defensive coordinator also, you know, I think his voice will carry a little more in the scouting and drafting process rather than just being the defensive backs coach, right? That now mm-hmm. if he says, hey, I want this guy because he can do this that fits this way in the defense that I want to call – that might carry some more weight rather than your defensive backs coach saying, Hey, this guy has some skills I can work with, you know, but I don't, doesn't, does it fit in with your defensive coordinators overall right. philosophy of, you know, are we going to play zone? Are we going to play man? Are we going right. to, are we going to the, the most infuriating thing? Are we going to continue to match from the outside in um, and leave linebackers on slot receivers when they move their number one guy? That's into on all slot? of them. That's it on is. all of it them. Is. That's on the yeah. linebackers yeah. coaches. That's on Keith Butler. That's on Mike Tomlin. That's on all of them. Yeah. yeah. Because we absolutely. saw them. Yeah. We saw them swap those out. We we saw Vince yell into a corner to get inside. He went out and covered the covered the running back. And they, they and then and then they stopped this. doing it. Yeah. They did there it. were times when they did it right, and then yeah. times when they didn't. Yeah. Yep. No. I thought. But, yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Um, offensive so we're, line we're, coach Ben. Uh, are we? In... We, yeah, ahead, Ian, we do. Sorry. We do need a, a new secondary coach now. I think too. So mm-hmm. we we do have one. We have one. There were but... two coaches. We had a secondary coach, and then uh, Austin's title was senior defensive assistant. Right. Defensive backfield. Right. Yeah. So he was the senior coach, and then they had a defensive backfield coach. Yeah, but yeah, when you got ten guys in a group, I agree with Ian. You need to add a coach there. Just having one guy, eh, yeah. it's not really enough. Yeah, no, it's very big a group. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. offensive line. Yeah, you know, the Chris Morgan uh, took a took the job in Chicago. He he bolted pretty quickly. Um, yeah. We know that Adrian Clem left with a couple games left in the season. He's at the University of Oregon, and uh, the Steelers need an offensive line coach. Um, you know, so. I mean, where where do you think they're headed with this? 
I am hearing things about maybe Doug Marone. Uh, he just Saints. went to he took it? Saints. Ah. Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you're correct. Saints. That uh, sucks. I did not I, know that. So, yeah. I mean, that was a couple days ago. The whole holding out for Mike Munchak, I don't see it happening. I, I don't know, man. Nah, you I know? just don't. Pennsylvania's uh, cold. Well, <laughs> and, his, and his grandkids aren't in Pennsylvania either. That's true, but he's not. If he's going to continue coaching, he's not going to work in Denver. So, right, right. He's not yeah. going to be near those kids anyway. He's not going to be near his daughter. I know, unless he retires. So um, you got to kind of wonder what he's going to do. But yeah, he's going to have opportunities. I don't really know, man. I am. Uh, I'm at a loss. Uh, yeah, I am too. You know, I, I don't I, know that I would have kept Chris Morgan either. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I that that was a that was a horribly coached line last season. Terrible. It, it you know we heard rumblings that there were issues between Morgan and Clem, and right. and that there were players that sided with each, and and at times they looked like that because there wasn't any cohesiveness. So uh, maybe there was something uh, to that. You know, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan, uh, Heinz field is set to be no more. Um, and I did see that Ian posted Aaron Rodgers did win the MVP. Uh, Ian did. did. Uh, did. Wow. Ian, his man bun, uh, going up on stage there, I assume. Um, you wore it down. It was the long hair. Oh, good for him. You wore it down. Yeah. That's lovely. Let's check the water for the voting. Ryan, what what do you think happens here? With I mean, Hines actually extended one more year than they wanted to. Um, it it really has been a perfect relationship. You had the ketchup bottles every time we went in the red zone. You know, I mean, it was just great. What what, what do you think? I mean, uh, PNC spoken for, PPG Paint spoken for. So, uh, what's your bet here? Yeah, I mean, you have to assume that UPMC. Uh, you get the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Um, yeah. I, I'm a, and, and I will say this because because Highmark is Buffalo Stadium, so Highmark is cross right. the state cross huh. the state lines. Um, so I could see I could I could see UPMC um, obviously for a variety of reasons, but also trying to also trying to show Highmark. Hey, you know I'm still the top dog or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. You want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but Highmark that little soccer stadium. Already? Highmark yeah, is did. yeah. Highmark yeah. is uh, Station Square, the Riverhound Stadium. Um, yeah. Actually, it's a nice concert venue too. We were it is. We, oh. we might touch on '80s hair bands, but it's a, it's a really nice. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and with his long hair uh, in the uh, the and band. His, his uh, Thirty nine out of fifty votes for the MVP. Is that what yeah. it was? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm surprised it was it was that that clear. Rodgers with the MVP yeah. band. Um, I, you well, know, Brady got ten. What uh, what about Iron City Beer Field? You know, I, I I think I think it would be I think it would be cool. I I really do Sounding. think it would, it would be cool to have something like that. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who wants to pay the most. You know? Oh, um, for sure. You you know, and, and I, bottles with beer cans that would be great. What, that right? would be fantastic. <laughs> what about U.S. Steel Field? So here's here's the thing, and this is this is this is I don't know you might know this or you might not, Ian, you might as well. But 
and I'm gonna sound, I'm gonna sound okay, like an asshole. I don't want to say this, but Pittsburgh has bad air quality, and and and, and it's gotten better over the years. It's not that uh, bad. It's come on. It's, well, it's it's not as bad as it was when the mills were up and down. Yeah, right, and this isn't right. this isn't me talking. This is this is me because I've been I've been involved in a lot of public hearings related to this the air quality mm. subject and they also have one of the three county air quality monitors right across the river from the Clareton coke works which just like spews pollution oh it's yeah it, so. the, the, mon, the mon valley the mon valley built america and it's just uh it's just it's 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 a place yeah. that's been forgotten but um so the long story short i i don't necessarily know how that how that would go over well with the community uh really US interesting is, with yeah. us steel um but the us steel does have its name on um one of the one of the entrance ways like where this i think the, where the steelers come out right like, of the mm-hmm. tunnel it says us steel but i don't know if it could be us steel field but i actually wish i you know i always thought three three rivers stadium was a really good name um, I just thought, you know what I mean? I, you know, I, I don't up with Jagoff stadium this afternoon. I could be, I, I am a Jagoff, but like, you know, Jagoff field, um, um, <laughs> fries on a salad stadium. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Permanis could put a bid in, you know, yeah. <laughs> Rivers, yeah, Permanis. Well, $10,000 a year to be Permanis Stadium. How's that sound? Rivers Casino Field was brought up. I yeah, <laughs> no. Rivers Field. Hell Rivers no. Field. Sorry, yeah. Rivers Field. You know, um, there's a dead body in the Mon Park. I don't know. <laughs> B-52 Bomber Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Ed- Edgar Schneider go. Stadium. Like, whatever. You know, but it's like it all, you know, some I, – I, I'm assuming – the UPMC will have the most yeah. money, and Shit, if we're getting that crazy, let's just go Donnie Iris Field, right? Oh man, yeah, Donnie, yeah. Donnie the Donnie Clark, Iris. the Donnie Clark Stadium. <laughs> what uh, is it possible they change it though? Because not everything goes well with field. I mean, could they go back to stadium? Could. You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could. Why the hell I, not? I was never a fan of. A field. I wasn't um, either. Yeah, but Heinz Stadium would have sounded dumb. Heinz Field. Right. No, I, wasn't a, I wasn't even a fan of Heinz. I oh, mean, really? Yeah, I did. I did not like Heinz, huh? No, no, no. Oh, interesting. interesting. <laughs> don't don't put words. Are in you my mouth. also a Flyers fan? No, secretly? don't put words. Don't put words in my mouth. No, I just I felt that at the time that I felt that at the time like they could have they could have that would have been the time where they sort of carried on that Three Rivers tradition. Um, and I'm not saying to call in Three Rivers Stadium, but you know, Heinz Field to me, like I wasn't alive, but like Field, Forbes Field, like we already had the field, you know what oh, I mean? I'm we are, you know, we got our park. Um, so I think they could, I think I, I would have liked them to, to have kept it at stadium. And I, and I, and to be fair, I would have been fine with Steelers Stadium, but. Pit Panthers play there, so maybe it could have been right. Pittsburgh Stadium. Well, and you can't turn down the corporate sponsorship. Ex- ex- yeah, when somebody says here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, because I the good old days of you know uh, uh, Daniel stadiums. Milton Rooney Field. There you How about go. That? Yeah. Could be, could right. be. You know, well, the other those, thing, those yeah. days are gone. I mean, that's the sad part. You know, um, that's yeah. those are the types of stadiums and places that we grew up with, named after you know famous owners, coaches, yeah. mayors, whatever. But uh, 
I, I'm curious, you know. I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I'm curious to see where it goes. Oh, it'll be a sure. corporate sponsorship. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. Yeah. Sure. Hey, let me uh, real quick mention our fine folks at DraftKings here. Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 200 80 in free bets. If your team wins, that's promo code TPPN hmm. at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, you hear it's going to be yeah. 90 degrees in LA on Sunday. Uh, I'm assuming that swing. I mean, it doesn't matter. Got it's AC, a- right? It's a dome stadium. It doesn't right. make any difference. But right. 90 degrees. In February, yeah, in power, <laughs> power goes out. Yeah, black. Hey, hey, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's a possibility. When I was in California, we, we had uh, we had what do they refer? That's yeah, right. New Orleans. That happened. That's, That's right. right. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, but we had we had rolling brownouts when I lived in mm-hmm. in, uh, in California in the Bay Area. It sucked. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, uh, your computer so- would all of a sudden go down. It was like God. Oh, yeah. And of course, they'd give you plenty of heads up, I'm sure, too, right? Oh, no. I mean, you, you, they didn't know when it was going to happen either. <laughs> uh, one more Steelers-related item, and then we'll uh, uh, get Super Bowl predictions here. Um, Ian, uh, the national media seems to think that uh, Mike Tomlin is 100% in love with Malik Willis, the quarterback from Liberty University. Uh, and, and look, there, there's evidence he spent a ton of time watching him. Uh, at the Senior Bowl, but does that really mean anything? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I have freely admitted on this show that the Ryan Shazier draft pick broke my brain. That, like, I felt before that pick, I felt like I had a really good pulse on what mm-hmm. this team was and where they were going and who they mm-hmm. were interested in. And from Shazier through, like, you know, I mean, you know, TJ Watt was definitely on their radar. They had the 30th pick. There was a lot of variability right. there. But really, up until Najee Harris, they hid like their interest in a lot of guys pretty darn well. Like, no one had Artie Burns on their radar. No one had Terrell Edmonds on their radar. And maybe yeah. for good reason, because those guys weren't that good. Um, but, you know, uh, nevertheless, like, it, it, you know, last year they were very transparent about be- being interested in Najee Harris. So maybe they are very interested in Malik Willis. I mean, Mike Tomlin's been talking since their bye week about being interested in mobile quarterbacks. quarterbacks. He he said he spent his whole bye week researching mobile, like how mobile quarterbacks impact the game. So he's been pretty upfront about that. Obviously, we need a quarterback. Um, Malik Willis is probably the most mobile of the draft class. Um, The other thing I will say, though, is don't discount Kenny Pickett because the pit practices in the same building as the Steelers. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah. so like they see those guys in the hallway, like he has a right. greater knowledge of the guys who the pit players than anyone else in the draft class up front. He could spend no time on Kenny Pickett during the whole draft process and still know more about him than anyone else from any other team that's scouting Kenny Pickett just because have you watched any Kenny Pickett tape? Yes, I have. Yes. I'm just saying from a, from a knowledge standpoint, right. That 
Tomlin could spend no time with Pickett during the draft process and still know more about him and his work ethic and how he operates yeah. than yeah. any other quarterback in the class, right? Okay. So, uh, I mean, the senior bowl is right now they're in fact-finding mode, right? They're in sure. how do they perform on the field? How do they perform under pressure? What kind of human beings are they? What kind of people are they? What do they do in interviews? How do they? It's, it's all fact-finding right now, right? And as we talked about last week, the senior bowl this year had – five of the top six quarterbacks in the draft class, whereas last year it had one of the top six. So it was kind of the ideal place to go and scout quarterbacks. So is there interest there? Yeah, there's definitely interest there. Let let me ask Um, you a question. When you you look at Kenny Pickett, what do you see? Um, Because he's the best of the bunch this year. and Yeah, I mean, one of my – one of my concerns with Pickett is that he's neared his peak. I don't know how much – I don't know. Josh Allen, when you watched him in college, you knew he had more, right? Yeah. You knew yeah, he, he had – He also – he threw to bad receivers when he was in college too. Yeah. You could see he had room to develop. And there's always the question of does he become Jamarcus Russell and just never find that extra gear and never sure. develop farther? Or does he find that and is able to develop? And Josh Allen found it and was able to develop. But, I mean, there were questions like that about Patrick Mahomes, too, right? Like, that it was, oh, he played Texas Tech. He played against bad defenses. Yeah, he made some crazy throws. But can he do that in the NFL? And, yeah, he can do that in the NFL. Um, So, you know, I I think with quarterbacks, it's worth gambling on upside versus – I'd rather gamble on a high ceiling than a high floor, right? You when you go with a high floor guy, you get Derek Carr, you get uh, Kirk Cousins, right? The guys who, yeah. And, and a, when I when I look at Kenny Pickett, yeah. that's what I see. I see Derek Carr with a weaker arm. Yeah. Bottom line, I I think the thing that I is think, going to I think Pickett's more hold, mobile than Carr is. Okay, but, maybe slightly, but he's also got a weaker arm. Yeah. The thing that's going to hold Pickett back is his arm strength, and we already have a quarterback who's doesn't have that great an arm with Mason Rudolph. Why do we want another one? Because he's more mobile. I mean, well, Malik Willis is more mobile than Pickett is. I mean, oh I would, yeah, I would but, gamble but Willis, if I had Will, to choose between the two. I agree them. with you. Willis yeah. is a boom or bust type prospect. So you're you're swinging for the fences if you draft Willis. Yeah, but he's got a lot of, as you put it, he's got a lot of wow to his game and a lot of what to his yeah. game. No, you're right. And you're looking at it going. What were you thinking there, and why'd you throw that, Ryan? It, 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 let me, Ryan. Let me ask you this: Is there any pressure on the Steelers if Pickett's sitting there available at twenty? Is there any pressure on them, just simply because if you go back forty <laughs> because years, because of Dan Marino? Dan Marino. Per- personally, I, I I think that's silly. I but, agree, but it exists. So it, what, it's there. Do you mean? Fan pressure, like public pressure. Well, I think. I, I, look, I don't think Kevin Colbert's sitting in there sweating bullets because Kenny Pickett's available. Geez, we need to take him. No. But you know, there's going to be fan pressure, right? Fan reaction. Oh, of course. I mean, of course, there will be fan pressure. And to Ian's defense earlier, you know, just because somebody like us, I get it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm born and raised here. I've always yeah. rooted for pit hoops and pit and pit football. Um, I'm so but, sorry that you're rooting for pit hoops this year. 
listen, man. I, listen, <laughs> I go, I go all the way back to the Jerron Browns and Julius Pages. Like those were the good those times. Were some good but, years, yeah. But you know, yeah, of course, there's pressure to draft Pickett. But here's the thing: Pickett's not going to be there at twenty. I don't even think Malik probably Wilson's not. Be, I don't even think Malik probably Wilson's not going to be there at twenty. No, you're probably right. So, I I tend to agree with you. And and I and I think that that's fine. Listen, listen. After this Sunday, we don't got football for a long time, and it sucks. And and I know we got to talk about. Yes, it things. does. And I know, and I know we got to talk about these things. But you now I tweeted this the other day. Like, listen, a lot is going to happen in between now and the combine. A lot is going to happen in between the combine and pro days and start of free agency. A lot is going to happen in between free agency and when the Steelers are actually on the clock. Um, maybe Pickett and Willis do fall to 20. I don't see that happening, but I think that I will say this. I do think that they felt, I do think that there was pressure last year for them to draft Najee. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's the right move or it wasn't. I know people wanted him to draft an O-lineman in hindsight's 2020, you know, Creed Humphrey has been amazing, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> I don't. This is that year where I don't want them to feel pressure to draft a quarterback without, without not solidifying key components mm-hmm. in free agency. And that's why I say let's just sit back, watch the movie, see where it goes. Let's see where they're at when they're actually on the clock. Yeah. Um. But I don't. I don't see Pickett there at twenty. I don't see Malik Willis there at, at twenty. And don't draft Sam Howell. Like, please, like, just, just don't, like, don't. Like, this is, you know, and I, I, I joked, I don't even, it wasn't a joke. Carson Strong at, I think, 52, I'd be fine with. And I think, you know, he's, and that's the other thing, too. Is he going to, is he going to run like Lamar Jackson? No. Is he going to, is he even as, does he, can he even run as good as Kenny Pickett? No. no. But I think the Carson Strong could be, could move in the pocket. And that's the thing. Like, I think we're in the, this. Listen, Ben, best quarterback all time for the Steelers in the Hall of Fame. I get that. But we're so used to him just not being able to move at all for the right. last season and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we hear Mike Tomlin say quarterback mobility, that we're expecting them to be a runner first. We don't need them to be a runner first. But, like, you know, Justin Herbert's not a runner first, but – he had almost 100 yards against us because he knew that there were, you know, he knew he had. He good, had yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, I agree yeah. with what Ryan said. And the other thing I'll mention is that there is no quarterback in this class that I would trade next year's first round pick for. Because you look at some yes. of the trade ups, right? Like, Buffalo traded their current and future first-round pick to move up for Josh Allen. Um, Kansas City traded current and future to move up for Patrick Mahomes. There's no one in this class that I would trade my 2023 first-round pick to move up for. Totally if, agree. If somebody yeah. falls to 10 or 11, and I'm looking at like a Devin Bush-type trade where it's first and second-round pick and mm-hmm. some later-round picks mm-hmm. – maybe I start to consider it, but Mm -hmm. no one in this class would I trade next year's first round pick for. If if a guy falls to to 15, maybe you start thinking about it. And it's got to be the right guy. It's got to be somebody they absolutely love. Mm -hmm. Uh, 10, uh, no. 
because they need picks. They need they need there's, talent there's a lot to fill. badly yeah. in a lot of spots. Especially as as Ian has pointed out multiple times, this two it situation, this needs to get squared away before the draft. They need to know what their strategy is going to be long term. They need to sign somebody there and draft a player if that's the case. If he's not yeah. coming back, no, um, I, I agree. And so, the, yeah, no, yeah. The the one other thing I'll say is that if anyone's listening, that and I know that our 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 shtick, our our niche is kind of the older curmudgeonly crowd so most people will probably remember this but <laughs> older curmudgeonly crowd if anyone is listening well, they not, used to be our audience <laughs> if anyone is listening that does not remember the 2011 draft go back and look at it and take that as a warning for what happens when you reach on quarterbacks tennessee drafted jake locker eighth dallas yep. took pro bowler tyron smith offensive tackle ninth jacksonville took Blaine Gabbert, 10th. Houston took J.J. Watt, 11th. What happens when you reach on a quarterback yep. is you pass on damn good players. Right. So you don't need to reach on a quarterback. It's okay. If you know if you have a guy you love, it's okay to go get him. But don't reach on him because you need a quarterback at the expense of other damn good players. I there agree. Were, there were like n- the best center in the draft who could actually solidify your line. Yeah. For example. Yes. Just as an example. Yeah. I, I, I'm just saying there were there were nine pro bowlers drafted after Jake Locker at, at, at eight, right? And and Tennessee took him, and then mm-hmm. Jacksonville took Blaine Gabbert, and then Minnesota took Christian Ponder, 12th. Oh, yeah, so, I forgot like, about that. Oh, oh yeah. God, that was a bad yeah. quarterback. That was a fantastic Wow. Game. Didn't the Steelers lose the J? So the Steelers, we started oh, what zero and four in twenty thirteen. Didn't we lose that opener to J- was Jake Locker the quarterback? I I don't know. He may have started. He may not. That was no the worst but, defense they fielded in the last twenty years. Oh, I, I agree. Twenty thirteen was a terrible. Uh, this defense. year might have been worse. Nah, against the run, against, the, against run. the run, yeah, against the pass, not at all. Uh, that 2013 defense couldn't do anything well. Oh, no, nothing. Yeah, that was like that. That was, was like that first transition. Was that that yeah. weird Titans game where there was like a safety on the opening kickoff? There was yeah, a, yes. and then Marquise Pouncey got hurt. I, in yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's I right. Say it was Darius Raynaud for the Titans. Messed yes. that up. We started off two and zero. The next drive, Marquis uh, David DeCastro, because that was Jack Bicknell's the offensive line coach that was his only year there. And yep. David DeCastro literally like dove right into pound. And it, and it wasn't his fault. Obviously they had some sort of design and it just didn't, right. it just yeah. didn't happen. Pounce wasn't out of the way. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then I think the second two plays later, Isaac Redman fumbled and that was it. Like, it was like, it was just all the way down. I mean, it was terrible. Quicksand. It was just yeah, terrible. It was. Oh, that 2013 season was rough, man. Quicksand. Yeah. Once you get into it sometimes and that momentum just going, you're sliding that oh, way, you yeah, can't get out. Impossible. Uh, Super Bowl coming up this weekend. I know all of us really could give two shits, but we're going to do I don't know. Actually, I have some pretty strong feelings here. about the state of Ohio. Yeah, I, I know you do. Uh, uh, Ryan, what, what do you think is going to happen in uh, Super Bowl 56 oh, yeah. coming up uh, you know- on Sunday evening? Yeah, I don't care if I'm wrong. Whatever, they like you know, probably are. I, I, yeah, we're I not think holding that, against you. you know? Yeah, I think that this is. I think that 
when 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 teams are peaking, you can see it, and I think that's where the Bengals are right now. Like they Bungles. got the mojo, they got the momentum. Um, you know, sim, you know, sim, you know, it, it's also hard to, you know, to to keep that up. I get it, but you know, I, I just think they have the confidence. I think it's going to be a, a much lower scoring affair than people think. I got the Bengals twenty three twenty, and I have. Uh, the, you know, I have the difference maker being Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon's a really good running back. Um, and I think that I wouldn't be surprised to see Joe Mixon get 100 yards on the ground. And I know that's crazy because the Rams both have good rush defenses. But I, I can I can see Mixon having a good day. And 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 I don't want to say it's a, a walk-off, but it's going to be a late field goal that Dang. does it. And I think Mike Hilton's going to have an interception. Oh, geez, oh, the predictions. Oh, my God. Ian, what do you got? So far, we got a Bengals 23-20. Yeah, so I cannot bring myself to support any team in our division unless it's some random situation that helps the Steelers where this is not. So as much as I despise the Sean McVay fanboys and have been on Twitter a lot saying that Sean McVay only won with Jeff Fisher's players. Um, <laughs> this is true. Um, I I cannot support the Bengals or go with the Bengals. So I'm going to go. I, I think it will be close. The, the Bengals have the talent to keep it close. Um, Bengals. Bungles. Bungles. The Bungles got the talent to keep it close, but I'm going to go with the Rams and Aaron Donald getting a big sack on jo- on Joe Burrow late in the game to force a fumble. So, but objectively, though, um, all three Rams running backs are actually healthy for like the first time all season. Yeah. So I think that does make a difference. The, the Bengals interior defense is not very good they have good pass rushers with trey hendrickson um but their their interior defense is not good the rams can can run the ball take a little bit of pressure off matthew stafford so he doesn't have to go full you know detroit matthew stafford um but it would be kind of cool to see stafford win after all the shit he went through nah, in detroit fuck that guy but but yeah <laughs> but so, at the expense of the Bengals, yes um all right so i'll exactly. cut to the, I'll, I'll cut to the chase I'll go. I'll go. Rams twenty-seven to twenty-one. Okay. All right. So okay. we've got one for each here, Ben. Okay. Well, um, again, I I just want to reiterate that. Yeah, please. All Steelers fans should be rooting for the Rams because it's a twofer. It basically, if if the Rams win a ring, every fan in Cleveland will be sad because OBJ. Work, wormed his way out of Cleveland yep. and won a ring in the same season. Yep. They will all be pissed. And obviously the Cincinnati fans will be devastated. And the smiting of one's enemies really is always <laughs> worthy of celebration. So fuck the entire state of Ohio. I Yes, I just said that. And yeah, you, you should be rooting for the Rams. I agree with the point that Ian made before about the fact that finally, finally the the Rams running backs are healthy. That's going to help them immensely. Um, if Stafford can settle down and not not do Detroit Stafford. Detroit Stafford. He'll be fine. He'll be okay. Um, I don't see this being a low-scoring affair, though. Uh, I, I don't. Unless they just 
both lean on running the ball, but I just don't see that happening because they had the wide receivers. They have the horses to throw the ball. So I see him doing that, you know, kind of a back and forth. I, I got it 35-27 Rams. Whew. Okay. Uh, first of all, does anyone else think that Sean McVay looks a little bit like a guy trying to sell you uh, solar panels? Solar panels? <laughs> Yeah, he, he does. He he does have that infomercial kind of a look. He does, does he? doesn't he? That yeah, must be like why this, Ian yeah. likes him so much. It's something like that. <laughs> um, you know, the, the interesting thing about him is, for an offensive genius, he doesn't. His teams don't put up a lot of points. Um, and 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 that remember when he got out coached by Mike Tomlin, who had Mason defenses, Rudolph starting at quarterback. Defense well, caught on. Defense has caught on to he, what he was doing with the helmet thing, yeah. And started doing the amoeba thing until they they looked at the play clock and it got down below fifteen, and then they set so that McVeigh couldn't re could not right. relay in his place to the quarterback because McVeigh was dumb enough to say this is what we're doing. Well, yeah, that's a big part of it. I, you know, I, I obviously I want the Rams just simply because uh, I, I don't want the Bengals. Um, but, but to Ian's point, Cincinnati's hot. They, they remind me of teams in the past that are good teams, but not great teams, but they just start playing well at the right time. Uh, I think Zach Taylor is going to outcoach him. Um, now, whether or not, Cincinnati takes care of the ball, can protect Joe Burrow. I, I don't know. I have concerns about that. Um, but I, I just got a gut well, It was feeling. only nine sacks. What's the big deal? Well, just a few. Uh, I, I, I think it's like 24-21 Cincinnati. I, I, I nope. hate saying that, but I'll root for the Rams. and Fuck Stafford you guys. And, uh, yeah, so they're two and two. Anyway, those are our Super Bowl picks. And uh, next week we'll uh, uh, certainly uh, – uh, address that a little bit. And uh, Andrew Whitworth named man of the year, the uh, LA Rams. Offensive For what? For I, what? I don't know what he does. I'm not going to poo poo. I'm it. sure he's I, a good guy, but yeah, seriously, yeah. why isn't Cam Hayward getting I more love? This is bullshit. Cam. How many years in a row is Cam? Three years in a row? I think. Uh, a couple. Yeah. Three. I'm pretty, he's been nominated by the Steelers. Yeah. Every fuck, I fuck almost every year. Yeah, I want to, I, I, I'm to, to the point it. where I feel for the poor guy. You know, uh, I, 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 yeah, he, I, in my opinion, that's the biggest individual award you can win. I, I you know, I, I might yeah. sound silly, but I, I, no, I think yeah. it's important. But no, Whitworth, Whitworth's a good dude. Um, I just think that I don't know how that's voted upon. I think there's a, there's a, Issue of things. There's a there's a yeah. There's a like a team vote. Aspect. There's a balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that you know, yeah, yeah. I don't really think there's a rhyme or reason. I, I but I do think Cam should get it one yeah, sooner rather I, than I later. Couldn't agree more. Um, and on that note, we'll put a uh, wrap to this show. This has been the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And as always. Go Steelers. And as always, the Ravens suck still. <laughs> they finished in last, last place. place. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>